Welcome to the freaking fantastic fantasy football podcast. We break down the ins and outs of each matchup to determine who will be a champion and the loser. Here are your hosts, Josh and Justin. Welcome to the 4F Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Minard. And today I have a very special guest, the one, the only, the legendary Matthew Miller. How's it going, Matthew? Hello, Justin. Thanks for having me today, man. Thanks for joining. Uh, Josh is on another expedition, on another trip, so he isn't able to join. I'd say, did I say John? Did I say Josh? Either way. I think you said John, though. Well, John is also, I believe, busy, but Josh is, of course, busy as well. And today's been off day. You know, the rain and everything, and just I mean, got me all flustered and stuff. Plus, you know, I'm nervous talking to Matthew, so it always helps. <laughs> good, man. Just been at work, but good to talk to you. How are you? Uh, like you said, I've had uh, better days, but doing better now. So uh, let's get right into the episode, shall we? Um, unfortunately, one of us didn't. Um, I won't say exactly who just yet. We'll keep that for a surprise. Um, I do have a question about your team, Matthew. Okay. Are you just trying to show your inner patriotism by drafting Patriot players or former Patriot players? Is that was that your draft strategy going to the season this year? Well, I got to tell you, it uh, it paid off for a little while because you know for several weeks I was I was actually number one. It's true. But uh, no, I wouldn't say that that was my. Uh, and by several weeks, I think it was like two weeks. But uh, no, I wouldn't say that was my strategy. I think it just worked out that way. Yeah, I and mean, definitely got you a couple of uh, great weeks. But overall, they just didn't have a good season, so definitely <laughs> hindered your uh, your weeks on the long term. Is you know what I mean? That's right. Um, <clears throat> I know you went on with uh, Josh and Matthew before, but or wow, well, you, you are Matthew. See how fast I am. I know you went on with Josh and John before, uh, but just kind of take us to back and uh, you want to talk about how you and I met and kind of how we came here? Sure. Um, well, I guess we, you know, if you think about it all the way back, we actually ended up meeting it at Calvary. What? It would have been fall of 09. And, uh, you know, playing with, with the guys, playing cards and stuff. So we've known each other for quite a while. And yeah, it feels like yesterday, you know? <laughs> That's true. It does feel like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but late night uh, poker games, uh, watching football, hanging out in between, uh, lots of good times and all the good things. That's right. That's right. So let's get right into our uh, agenda for today. Uh, we're going to talk about the games, every game, because only a couple of games mattered. Uh, we'll definitely highlight some stuff. Um, the first one I want to talk about is. Uh, Team Daver versus the Hill. Uh, only one was going to make it in that matchup. So, Team Daffer wins. So, Bradford, you are in the playoffs, buddy. Congrats on that one. Uh, he's definitely had some up and down seasons, or seasons, up and down games this year. Uh, he's definitely doing better than he's had uh, the last couple of years with injuries and whatnot. So, who knows? You never know. You can definitely take a win up there. Uh, and despite my loss to Caleb this past week, I still hold the last spot in the playoffs, so I was kind of nervous about that. I think the only one I had to worry about was uh, between Bradford and Joe Sabley. Uh, if whoever won and then we end up like have more points, uh, was going to hit the last spot, but luckily I did. So sorry about that, but you know, 
Kind of glad I got in that one. Uh, and of course, as you know, Alsberg gets an early bye week because he didn't do all that well. Still there, Matthew? Yeah, I am. Can you hear me okay? It like kicked me out for a minute, but I'm back now. Cool. Yeah, you're still here. Okay. So as I said, Alsberg gets an early bye week because you play Josh and. So, good job for Alex. Um, and now to our, I believe our biggest news of the episode is that we have an official 2022 loser of the season. Oh, is it and me? It's not Matthew. Am, no, is it me? You are safe. You are I think safe. Any time that it's not me, it should be a shock. Well, I mean, you keep pitching. Uh, pitcher players might just have to put you on at the beginning of the season. I don't know. <laughs> but no, it unfortunately is uh, our good buddy Chris Whelan. He kind of actually won the title a few weeks ago because there was no way he was going to make playoffs or catch up to the person above him. Um, so it's sad, but it happened. Fortunately, Chris, this is your year. Not to win the season, but to lose the season. <laughs> um, let's just talk about his team for a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you can pull it up on your side, Matthew, but I'm going to pull it right now. He is Angoria Staffords. He went 3-11, and um, I believe. One of those games was me, so it tells you a lot about my team. Um, but he has overall not a bad team. I think disappointing, obviously, was his, uh, the running back of Pittsburgh, who would at this point in the season. Um, Herbert had was injured for a little bit of the season, and then, of course, the whole Broncos offense was – non uh, apparent, so Jerry Judy didn't really help him out. He also had both running backs for the Detroit Lions, which was a real big gamble, I would think, but I did take Jacob Tucker or Justin Tucker quite early, which I know Josh is getting real peeve about that. So I don't know if that hinders or helps his team, but you would think Justin Tucker and Buffalo defense had on there for a while. Yeah, you'd think so. Uh, but, again, sorry, Chris. Uh, definitely better luck next season. Uh, come back with a vengeance, and we'll see how it goes, you know? That's right. There's always next year. And just goes to Matthew's favorite saying, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm going to talk a little about the fab grab budget. Uh, there's only one move this week that's kind of noteworthy. is that Caleb bid $21 for DJ Chark for the Lions. Uh, Josh bid $10. Of course, that did not cover it. So, congrats to Caleb. Also, want to say congrats to Bradford and Justin Ray for not spending time all season. They complete their budget intact uh, for $100, <laughs> which I can never do. I think I was down like probably $70 by the end of the second week for my team I went. But, you know, I'd say it's a pretty good season. Uh, a lot of money this season, Matthew. Do you remember? I bid for some stuff, but I don't know if it ever actually went through or not. If I did, it wasn't very much. Let's see here. Doesn't really matter, but I just want to take a look at it. Um, oh, I'm in the wrong spot. Helps me go to the right spot. Here we go. So let's see here. Uh, Mega Miller's team. You have $40 left, so you spent just a little okay. bit over half. I was uh, there towards the end. I did. I really didn't do it until maybe the last like three or four weeks, and some of them got declined. So I couldn't remember if any of them went through or not. 
Yep, you made 12 moves uh, overall. That does include, like, just picking up in general. Because I know there are several times where you didn't use your waiver budget. You just waited until the Wednesday or Thursday after and got picked up, guys. So that does, of course, doesn't count against your waiver budget. Uh-huh. Which I did a lot uh, of that without the budget, yeah. Yep. So you were, like, the, you were like the afterthought team, you know. That's right. And, uh, um, but then $40 ain't bad. You know, beats my $13. <laughs> Um, and surprisingly, Alice Bird, who has won 11 games, won nine straight, and only has $10 left. <laughs> I, I know he wasn't spending for a while, but, you know, even when you're not needing guys, you got to pick guys up just to make sure they're not going against you, you know? That's right. All right, and that will do for our fab budget of the se- end of the season. Now, let's talk about playoffs. I'd like them more if I was in them. That's true. It's it's one of those things that's really hard from the outside looking in. Uh, it's better to be in the playoffs, but, you know, it's, it's still, you know, appreciate, you know, quality and competition and, you know, love for your comrades, you know? That's right. So we'll talk about the bracket right now. As I said before, Alex Bird and John Sibley have earned a first-round bye, so they will not be playing this week. And then we have our first matchup is – Carson City Goobers, which of course is Justin Ray, versus Team Dadford, which is Bradford. And followed by Oh My God Win, which is me, versus Caleb again, uh, Rat City Clutch. So it's a rematch of our Week 14 matchup, which hopefully I at least don't get clobbered this time. Just make it interesting, but we'll see how it goes. Do you have any uh, prediction on the winners of those match, Matthew? You know, I'm, let me pull – I'm kind of up here real quick. Give me one second. I'm – I'm always curious because I feel like we follow teams that are like hot going into the playoffs. And then it just kind of feels like when the playoffs start, it it's just anybody's match, you know, like it just, it like, I guess going into it, like you said, we've got um, CW won't call back and Miami Sharks with the bye. Um, right now it looks like Carson city Goobers is slated to just wipe the floor with team Dadford. I mean, projected to be, was that 23 points ahead? Um, which, you know, obviously there can be some changes made between now and then. Um, but, you know, Rack City Clutch and, oh, my God, when they're pretty close, neck and neck within 10 points of each other for the, you know, estimated final scores. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy because it really, like, for the playoffs of the fantasy football, it doesn't come down to what you did all season. It only matters one week at a time, which we're doing now. You know, you could have someone who's on IR the last four weeks will get you 30 points this game. It just kind of depends on how their games go. So it's really anybody's game. Uh, seeing doesn't matter. All you like the bye week, but there's always a chance you like do your best round of the playoffs during your bye, and then you kind of come up short the week after. But that's kind of the nature of the game, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and honestly, that's how I feel because, you know, I was hot there mid-season, you know, and really that second half of the season, I – I, I slid down, you know, I was first, second, third, then kind of hovering around fourth, fifth, and then there at very end, you know, I was basically just one win away from making the playoffs. So I'm thankful to have the the uh, bye in the Constellation uh, round as well. But, you know, it would have been nice to be up in the in the championship quarterfinals. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you were like second in your division right before the uh, end of the, the regular season, which could have – Helped you down in the long run if you had caught, you know, the normal same one with John since he was first. 
because uh, I think he didn't clinch until the last week. So you're still kind of neck and neck technically for that first round by. Uh, but with the Johns yeah. win uh, week 13, I think kind of how did you. So it was kind of a win all kind of thing for a lot of the guys. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I was pretty happy with my team over the year. You know, we, we stayed pretty consistent. And um, normally, like, I have some injuries, but this year I just feel like I had more than, you know, normal. And with Zach Ertz getting out, that really kind of hurt me there at the end. And definitely, yeah, when you lost Cordell Patterson, I know that kind of yeah. changed scenes around, too. Because he was, like, your number one running back for the you planned on going with the season. That's right. But you know what? It's okay. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I used to always come in last and now like I'm not feeling so, um, you know, I'm just kidding. Love you, Chris. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful not to be last. You know, you definitely upgraded. You were no longer Matthew's okay team and you went, you upgraded to Megan Miller's team. So you know, you're that's definitely right. progressing. That's right. See that that's because it, it became a family event. So we named it mega for Matthew, Emma, Gabby, and Anna. So it, it works out there as a family affair. I see. I was wondering where, why you threw Mega in there, but that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, not it's not because I think I have Mega fantasy skills. Not to say that I don't, but uh, it, it's more for a time to the family. Like how uh, Josh named his team Map Attack for McKenzie. And of course, <laughs> Justin Ray named his team Carson City Goobers. And I named my team Oh My God Win because I just wanted to freaking win. I was on a good <laughs> losing streak. So, Justin, let me ask you this. How far do you think you're going to make in the playoffs? Uh, I, I want to say the next round. However, like I said, I got just got stomped by Caleb, and he has a pretty solid team. You know, it's only, like, within 11 points of projections, which honestly don't mean a whole lot. But, I mean, you got Josh Allen, who's the number one quarterback of the season, you know, or could be number one at any given time. He's got Travis Kelsey. Uh, so, overall, like, those are big-time players. His bench doesn't really scare me a lot, but the problem is, Mark Andrews just lost uh, Lamar Jackson for probably another week. Uh, my running back, Jordan Taylor, has been on a pretty decent streak second half of the season, uh, but definitely was not the hype that he was getting at number two. Um, I had to wait for Hopkins to kind of come around, even though he's lost Kyler Murray, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Fields has been my, my one saving grade. He really kind of turned my team around and Got that four win streak when I needed it. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's kind of see how it goes. Like, it could be a nail biter into the whatever our last players are playing, but it could also be, you know, my team just kind of puts up another dud and Caleb runs away, gets to the second uh, round easily. Or I can have a Hail Mary. You never know. <laughs> I would say that I would love to, like, at least more confidently. You know, be in my be in the second round, but um, back in my mind, I think Caleb had a much better shot to, you know, seeing being the higher seed and everything. Makes sense. Um, I do want to say, who do you think is more pressure coming out of the bye week of winning it all, Alex or John? I want to get your opinion. Oh gosh, um. Because Alex is on a nine-game win streak. He's, I was going to say. Only double-digit winner. Yeah, like, can he be stopped? Or is this one of those where, you know, it was great during the regular season, but you fall short during the playoffs? I feel like that happened to him last year, too, where he had a pretty good win streak or 
pretty clear last couple of games, got a good, good momentum, and then just kind of uh, bottomed out in the playoffs, uh, which allowed Eric to take the crown uh, at the end of the season last year. Yeah, much so. Not to mention, John is playing without his number one draft pick. He had lost um, Cooper Cup um, uh-huh. that middle of the season. Um, it looks like he's probably not going to play even, you know, the last couple of weeks of the season for the LA Rams. So he's pretty much lost him. Um, pull his team. Of course, Jalen Hurts can score for this whole team, and he'd probably be just fine. But uh, it, it might come down to a couple of uh, decisions on who to play that would make or break John for the second round. All right, and we're back. Sorry about that. I had a little Wi-Fi issue, but got Matthew back in the room. How's it going, Matthew? Hey, man, I'm back. I thought I'd gotten fired there for my, uh, you know, my football expertise, but glad to be back. Nope, I always have to give three days notice before I fire you. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about the pressure of uh, the first-round buys for Alice and John, and I think I'm leaning towards Alice right now. Yeah, I just, you know, I think so as well. I think obviously there's, you know, there's more pressure to continue that success. Um, you know, I feel like if I'm in John's shoes, I think I've got nothing to lose. And I feel like if I'm in Alex's shoes, I feel like I got everything to lose. Sounds good, man. Uh, we'll just kind of see how that goes for next week when they got to face their first opponents. And then they get the scraps of whatever came out of this round. That's right. So normally uh, for the podcast, we do like power rankings, Josh and I, or whoever's hosting, we'll talk about, you know, the top teams, you know, who we think is better than the other for that week or are upcoming to that point. But today I want to do a deep power rankings where we talk a little about the bottom half of the league and, you know, we rank them for going down from, I guess, middle to worst. Okay. Um, so give me your bottom six teams. Starting from like we said, middle of the pack to the worst. Um, you know, I, I've got to tell you, man i I just feel like the way that it worked out at the end with the championship quarterfinals to the constellation quarterfinals, I I feel like that's that's pretty correct. You know, like I would have loved to have been in the championship quarterfinals, right? So. You know, is there a case, you know, that my team should be ahead of, you know, yours or my team should be ahead of Team Dadford's or, you know, if I was in second place, you know, could I have beaten out John? Yeah. But while, you know, while you're making those arguments, I, I think that it, it played out the, the way that it should. So, you know, if, if I'm looking at this and I'm saying, OK, you know, who, who do I think are the worst six teams? I think that the six that are in the Constellation quarterfinals, so it'd be Mega Miller, mine. You know, Super Saiyans, Mac Attack, and Gloria Stafford's, Richie's Worldwide, running up that hill. Um, I, f- I feel like that's that's pretty accurate. Now, you know, obviously, within that six, I feel like the the order is harder to tell. Um, you know, I, I do. I, I just think that running up that hill and myself, you know, do deserve to be in the top half of that six. So I, I don't feel like those buys are unfair. And, you know, obviously, Chris being at the very bottom, he still has a chance to compete here. But just overall, I I've, I've, I don't feel like there's any been, there hasn't been any big surprises at the very end with the playoffs. Like, it, it just kind of worked out the way that it seemed like it was going to two or three weeks ago. 
Sounds good. Kind of what I'm feeling at. I guess my uh, bigger question is for this bottom half is, do you think uh, Chris or Josh should be that 12 spot? Same because Chris has a little more momentum at the end of the season, whereas like Josh doesn't. But of course, Josh will have more wins for the season at the end of the at the end of the day. Um, I think that the ranking is correct with Chris being in the 12th spot. That being said, since he has all the momentum, I think it is highly likely that he travels further in the Constellation tournament uh, than may be expected to do so. Sounds good, man. Um, That's all I got for you. Do you have anything you want to say about the pod or the guys in general? Um, I got to tell you, I have had a – Wonderful time this year. Uh, one, want to wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas, obviously. And um, it, it's been a great year. Like I said, kind of disappointed to make the playoffs, but I think it's been very fair. It's been great playing with everyone, you know, competing through here. Obviously, you know, I don't like seeing anybody being, you know, maybe as far back as Chris has, but kind of everybody else, you know, has been neck and neck and, and really been able to compete. So it's just been a lot of fun. And I wish everybody uh, the best of luck in the playoffs. And, and shout out to you, Justin, especially you and Josh, for taking the time to, you know, do this podcast every week and to stay consistent and to keep all of us in line. Uh, I think it's one thing to have an idea to do something like this, but it's another to actually go through and, uh, you know, accomplish it. So shout out to you, man, for, for, for keeping this going and, you know, uh, really staying true to your word to having a podcast this season. Well, I appreciate it, man. I really do. And it's definitely, it's even harder than I thought, but like, just the consistency of trying to keep up with it. And, of course, I don't want to impose on Josh's schedule and vice versa because we both have jobs and other things going on. So, but we're definitely, you know, trying to make good content for the league and everyone else wants to listen, you know, let's spend some time out of the day and just enjoy some guys playing football. Fantasy football. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't played football in a while, but we'll play fantasy football. <laughs> Um, I do want to say one thing else, uh, but it, it's sk- skipping my mind. Um, so I guess I'll just say it for next week. We'll feel pop back in my head. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, well, thank you for coming on the episode with me. I appreciate all your time and uh, your fancy fancy football expertise. And, yeah, man. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, have a great day, great day, and uh, see you later. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Bye bye. And now the moment everyone has been waiting for: my top five favorite logos, uh, based on absolutely no reasonable criteria other than I like them or I thought they were ridiculous. All right, let's get started. Number five is the orange helmets. The browns. The orange helmets. No brown in the logo. Beautiful. Number four, the LA comeovers. Rams. Number three, the yellow mustache. Chargers. Number two, the orange bears. Bangles. B for bears. B for bangles. Those are stripes, not claw marks. It was mauled by a bear. Because it's a bee. What about a tiger? Could have been mauled by a tiger. It's a bear. And number one, my top favorite logo is the farting cows. They're the bills. Bill there you go, everyone. Gassy. The gassy farting cows. 
Bye.